Hi, welcome back into the program. I mean, look, as we go into the holiday season, there's a lot of cheer, there's a lot of joy. It's a season for giving, but we're seeing giving, especially in the in the food department, uh, kind of go down across the board. Food insecurity is creeping to what's really an all-time high, and many of the same folks that year over year seem to donate food, in many cases, are the same folks that are in line to try and get some food. That's a, a byproduct of, the, of inflation, of, of job insecurity. And if you've been through these grocery stores lately and seen the prices of food, good grief. I mean, buying extra food to give away certainly uh, might not be high on the list. Joining us is CEO of Crossroads Community Services, Benet Watkins Chambers. Benet, thanks so much for coming on the program today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chris. So, Benet, this is not a new issue, and we, we certainly know that this is a round-the-calendar issue, not just when it, when it comes to the holiday season. But why, in your estimation, is the food insecurity percentage gone up so much? Is it just inflation? No, it's really more than inflation. There are a couple of things that have happened, Chris. One, we have to realize that a lot of major companies have, uh, for a varied number of reasons, had significant layoffs in the last six months. And those employees, you know, were living paycheck to paycheck, many of them digging themselves out of the financial debt they incurred uh, during their non-working days of COVID. And on top of that, in digging out, they're dealing with inflation. And with the cost of food being 25% higher today than it was four years ago, it's just too expensive. And so those folks are now back out of work trying to make basic needs um, and ends meet. And food tends to be the one thing that gets skipped. And it's quite often, and for many people dealing with chronic illnesses, especially not the thing that they need to be skipping, or they don't need to be eating foods that aren't nutritious, which, you know, that just contributes to other health issues. And and the cycle continues. Sure. And it may be uh, speculation, but we see more of these headlines, certainly around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Christmas time in particular, I wonder if there's any correlation between folks that have to kind of make a binary choice. Do I buy a couple of gifts? You know, it's a little bit more expensive season to begin with. Are they put in a position where they're choosing sometimes between, you know, really stocking the pantry and, and, and having a Christmas season? Is that why we see some of these headlines really, um, you know, um, populate November, December? Well, I think that is part of it, too. We have to remember that everyone wants to experience uh, the holiday season. Uh, you know, we can't just assume that just because someone might be low to moderate income that they should forego the desire to want to give their families the same things that we all get sure. to experience. Um, and so sometimes they are making those choices. But what I really want people to know is happening is kids are out of school. So right now, you know, back in the day, you were only out of school for Thanksgiving and the day after. Uh, maybe at Christmas you were out for four or five days. But now children are out of school the entire week of Thanksgiving, most schools, and some parts, some schools are out the Friday even before that week starts. And then at Christmas, I know my son is out of school almost two and a half weeks this year right. because of how Christmas and, and New Year's Day falls on a weekday. And so now you've got another time of year that not only, you know, are we seeing higher food costs, overall inflation, um, I might be having job, you know, issues, income issues, but I'm also now have kids who are out of school 
and have gone from needing maybe one meal a day to needing three meals a day um, in the middle of a time when when funds are low. And so we see that peak uh, really happening for, you know, all of those reasons. And one of the most significant ones is kids are out of school again and and we're trying to provide meals all day long. Sure. And those kids like to eat. They can empty out a refrigerator faster than anybody alive, can't they? Yes. And, you know, to assume that, you know, they're not going to do that is not true. Um, and so even to just have the basic things available for them. Um, and then if parents are working, Chris, they're home. And so they need things that are safe for them to make if mom has to go to work um, and is leaving the house with children at home. What are some of those safe food items? So at this time of year, we also ask people to consider, you know, microwavable, healthy, nutritious items. There's, there are some um, so that the kids who are home, while parents are still working, are able to feed themselves and, and even feed their their siblings sure. um, who now are they're responsible for while while the parents are away at work. Yeah, Benet, I'm sure you can speak to the logistics of, of the operation that you run. We have some in our own state cleaners and some others, big food banks. Often it seems to me that logistics might get in the way if I were to say, you know, I, I really need to remember to go down to the supermarket, get a bunch of extra canned goods and drop them off. That's a few extra steps in my day, so on and so forth. Have we gotten to the point with many of the food banks and, and uh, community service centers like yours where you can also just make donations and that, that community center does some of the purchasing uh, on your behalf? Absolutely. In fact, that's actually better because we have a a higher and a, and a more significant buying power. So here at Crossroads, $1 can actually create four meals, which is about 25 pounds of food. So you could donate 25 pounds of food, which is going to cost you more than it will cost us. So if you give us $50, that's four meals times every dollar. That's 200 meals that we're making, not 200 individual cans of food, but actual meals right. um, and for a family. So we really encourage, and for many of your food banks and food organizations, you know, we call them dollar drives. That dollar, $10, $50 and, and on up is going to do so much more uh, for us because we have a larger purchasing power to be able to get those things um, at cost or below cost um, than some of the donations. Yeah. And a, a lot of agencies have links to some of your major big, big box stores where you can actually go online and order it, and they deliver it directly to the organization. And so I would encourage, you know, looking at either making that uh, financial donation or finding out if they have a relationship with one of the, the stores uh, that, you know, will they can put a wish list on there, you can order it, and then it sends yep. it direct to the organization. Super, yeah. That's a great, I'm glad we had that part of the conversation because Americans yeah. last, year, last year gave the lowest percentage of disposable mm -hmm. income to charity in, in the last 30 yep. or so years. That certainly is a reflection of the inflationary struggle that everyone's seeing. But often right. when I see the advertisements, at least locally, most of them are centered around food drives. And I'm not a lazy guy, mm -hmm. but I certainly have a lot going on, right? Too many kids and too <laughs> yes. many bills and a whole lot on my schedule. So if yep. you're telling me that actually my 25 or my 50 bucks would be yep. spread basically multiplied three times as, as well, if I gave you yes. the money, because you're the expert, you're, you know, your operation there. 
and I'm sure that's true to all of the ones in Michigan too. Where Benet, where is your operation? Our operation is out of Dallas, and we're part of the Feeding America network along with our local food bank, the North Texas Food Bank. So that is absolutely the case um, in all food banks. I'm 100% sure you can go to their websites and they'll tell you, you know, uh, how you can make those donations and what the impact they'll be. But I'm also 100% sure that uh, their buying and purchasing power is greater with your $25 uh, and mine, then then we're going to have success at the grocery store. Um, Absolutely. So. Well, Benet, thanks so much for joining the program. We appreciate the work that of you're course. doing. And I tell you what, as soon as we get off the line, I'm going to rally the troops on our end to see if we can really, Good. you know, light up, light up the at our places and get some people fed because it's a scary time anyway, but certainly it's uh, it's worse if you're hungry. It sure is. And I thank you so much, Chris. And um, just, you know, congratulations to you guys. And uh, for talking about this, and, and I wish you all the success. Great. Thanks very much, Benet. Have a Merry Christmas. You do the same. Bye-bye. Well, Dave Rieger, you heard it from from Miss Benet Watkins-Chambers there, who is really a national spokesperson for food insecurity, but runs, obviously, a very, very important organization. We need to get people fired up. I mean, I, I never really thought about that in terms of getting cans, putting them all in bags, driving them somewhere, dropping them off. That's a sweet thing to do. But if they can actually do significantly better by just getting 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks of my money, I'd rather do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. It's very important, especially around uh, the holidays. But we talked about it before. All year round, uh, food insecurities is a real problem. And I like what she had to say. Sometimes just donating the money, if they have more buying power, the, uh, the dollars that you donate will go further. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just, you know, folks, let's let's do that out there with us. Show as much love and kindness as we can. It is a scary time in many ways, and there's a whole lot of families that are hurting. Anything we can do to help, there's nothing too small. So I will um, hopefully lead by example. I'm going to log on here in the next break and at least find one of the gleaners here locally and see how I can help them. We'll be back after the break.